welcome to StockTwits After Hours, where we provide a quick rundown of the day's market action from the folks at StockTwits, the largest community of investors in the universe. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to StockTwits After Hours. I'm your host, Riley Rosenberger, alongside head trader at Trading Experts, Shake Prisby. Shake, today is Monday, March 22nd. It was a pretty quiet day in the market. What did we see out there today? Yeah, you can definitely say that again. Very quiet day out there. It seemed like the market was on spring break. With the European lockdowns, the reopening trade dampered in the U.S. As we saw things like the airlines down around 5% today. We saw the 10-year yield down three basis points today, which allowed the NASDAQ to lead. But we're expecting choppy action over the next few weeks as the 10-year doesn't appear to have topped out just yet. The inflation narrative doesn't seem to be going anywhere in the near term. 30-year mortgage rates continue to be on the rise. It's not that we're at astronomical levels by any means. We're just seeing rates rapidly rise from the levels we've been used to the past year. Yields are rising on the back of stronger economic growth. We can point to expectations of consumer demand coming back the second half of the year on the vaccine distribution we've been seeing as the economy slowly reopens. So don't expect this narrative to go anywhere soon as it's a headwind to equities in the short run. The Turkish lira plunged 15% after President Erdogan fired the head of Turkey's central bank. The lira is on track for its worst single day decline against the U.S. dollar in nearly three years. What's the latest going on in Turkey? Back in 2018, Turkey went through a currency crisis where it lost nearly half its value to the U.S. dollar as inflation ran rampant. They're seeing inflation spike once again, and the head of the central bank, Governor Nasi Agbal, hiked interest rates to curb inflation at the end of last week. He hiked rates 200 basis points to 19% as inflation reached nearly 15% in Turkey. For reference, the Fed's mandate here in the U.S. is to reach and sustain a level above 2%. The hike was actually received well by markets as the lira began to stabilize. And just two days later, President Erdogan fired him, becoming the third in his position to be ousted by the president in the past two years. And this is the reason for the sharp move lower today as this shocking news rattled the currency markets and crushed investors' confidence in Turkish assets. Any European bank with a, any European bank with exposure to Turkey sold off dramatically today, and the Istanbul Stock Exchange had to briefly suspend trading today as it fell almost 9%. So Turkey may be on its way to another currency crisis as it's clear Erdogan is running the show, and the move today will likely lead to a mass exodus in foreign investor capital. The big question now is how does this affect the rest of emerging markets? In the 2018 currency crisis, this led to a domino effect of sell-offs in emergency markets. So at this given moment, the risk is contained. We're expecting Turkey to take some extreme measures to stabilize their currency in the coming months. Definitely something to keep an eye on as the rising bond yields globally do not help this situation in the slightest. We saw a huge deal in the transport sector as Canadian Pacific looks to buy Kansas City Southern for $25 billion. Do you think regulators will let this railroad deal go through, though? Massive deal here as Canadian Pacific looks to create the first U.S.-Mexico-Canada rail network. It looks like it'll be a cash-in-stock deal with an enterprise value around $29 billion, which factors in Kansas City Southern's $3.8 billion in debt to get to that $25 billion mark you mentioned. It's definitely an expensive deal as Canadian Pacific is paying around a 25% premium for the stock. It seems like they've been in discussions for over six months regarding the deal, and it looks like they waited for this administration, who's much more lenient on anything Mexico-related, to push the deal through. We'll have to watch out for the U.S. Surface Transportation Board to approve the deal, which in all likelihood will be the case. WeWork is finally looking to go public. The private company has been featured in the news for a variety of reasons, but the COVID lockdowns caused this co-working startup to really accelerate its losses. What does this deal look like, and do you think it'll be a successful IPO? 
WeWork's looking to go public via SPAC as they look to raise $1 billion at a $9 billion valuation. They had a high-profile fall from grace when they looked to go public in October 2019 at a whopping $47 billion valuation when much scrutiny came to light about the founder, Adam Newman, and the inner workings of the corporate officers. Since then, they've been closing locations left and right as the company tries to keep its head above water with their massive lease obligations along with the pandemic-forced growing occupancy levels. WeWork loses so much money, it's so hard to see their path to profitability. They narrowed their losses to $3.2 billion last year from the $3.5 billion they lost in 2019. They're expecting occupancy rates to hit 90% by the end of 2022 from the putrid 47% rate they hit at the end of 2020. So if they can hit those occupancy rates, I definitely think they'll find success. I just personally find that hard to believe as I've leased a WeWork in the past couple of years. I have a strong inkling that many of the 47% that do have WeWork occupancy were similar to my situation where long-term leases were signed and they have some stringent fine print clauses about getting out of these leases. The office I had a lease here in Denver was a ghost town for a year. They relocated me to the popular location downtown, which is still pretty empty. So personally, as a consumer, this is not an IPO I'm looking forward to, but we'll look for more financial info out of the company as more comes to light with the impending IPO. We've long discussed the ongoing computer chip shortage that is affecting every business across the world. Ford just announced that shutting down their Louisville plant for a week because of it. Are we expecting more shutdowns in the auto industry because of the chip shortage? You know, this could definitely be the beginning of a domino effect within the auto industry as car makers continue to struggle in keeping up with the production due to the chip shortage. We've spoken about the cause of the chip shortage in the past which briefly was a combination of sector consolidation where the chip making process was being outsourced to just a few big companies along with the increased demand of laptops and other electronics because of the pandemic. And this ended up being a recipe for disaster. Many car makers have great amounts of inventory built out in their warehouses, just awaiting chips at this point. The average 2021 vehicle has around a hundred chips in it, ranging from 50 to 150. And this is a worldwide issue at the moment. It's not just plants here in the U S the European and Asian markets are also dealing with these issues. These problems are expected to last a couple more months indications are showing for a bounce back midway through the second quarter but that's going with the implications of demand normalizing so we could definitely see more automakers close plants in the short run definitely something to keep an eye on here all righty shake well that's all we got for today we'll have to see if the market remains quiet on tuesday but we'll talk again tomorrow after hours sounds good you've been listening to stock twits after hours to learn more and subscribe today visit stocktwits.com All opinions expressed by the host and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of StockTwits or their affiliates. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. The podcast is also not a research report and is not intended for the basis of any investment decision. Guests may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.